probably fine. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You normally have it because it's like properly in my face. Yeah, I have it. There, look. There you go. Easy. Easy, crazy. Well, I think we're rolling. By we're rolling. Hello and welcome. Welcome back. 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. Hence, um, coffee's, yeah, coffee's about none of them Irish. Um, but, yeah, they're still... How are you, know, Jim Bob? You good? Well, yeah, before we get to coffee, I'm well. Thank you. I'm well. How are you? You're looking fresh. You're I, looking, I just um, woke up, mate. Yeah. That t-shirt looks real tidy. Do you know what? That t-shirt could do with getting steamed. What, you mean a bit of an iron? Yeah. 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 You look pretty steamed. Uh, no, I'm, I'm feeling alright. As we addressed at the top of the show, it's 9.30 in the morning. Hence, mm. um, you've decided to do an impromptu coffee tasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, we're doing that. Well, I didn't I, I didn't want to tell you about it. Um, I'm actually yet to finish my first coffee, so I'm a bit like, still a bit dazed. But So, I've got some Starbucks, Clem. Yep. Now, since I moved to America... Yeah, you've um, Americanized the shit out of this one. Yes. So... I've actually become accustomed to Starbucks, believe it or not. It's one of the worst coffee brands known to man. Well, let's not let's not be too harsh because they might want to sponsor us in the future. But it's one of the greatest brands ever created. I'd oh, argue. for sure. Um, Seriously, man. When it was Halloween and they brought out the pumpkin spice latte, yeah, the place was pumping. Like every suburban did mom they in all the, of California the was sell. Sorry, did they pioneer the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks? Um, doesn't that come from Harry Potter? Pumpkin spice. No, that was pumpkin juice. Oh, uh, pumpkin juice and, and Harry Potter. Um, no, but it's good. we've we've got so Starbucks, which is clearly very American. We've brought some press, um, which is French, technically. Is it? It's Anglo Anglo French. Maybe. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, can I actually readdressing your Americanism? You've put in mind four shots of vanilla syrup. And I did ask for a vanilla latte. I'll put my hands up and confess to that. Yes. But I was expecting one dose of vanilla. You've essentially drugged me yeah. with vanilla syrup. No, I, um, I, I know. Four, four pumps is too much. I'll agree yeah, with you there. That's why exactly. I got... That's, what, that's why I got three. <laughs> <laughs> so you're... Yeah, okay. All right. Have so you you've given me four changes? pumps. No, I don't want to taste that crap. But here we got the Pret. So... Um, it's so sweet. I cannot tell that there's like coffee in here. We've got Pret and we've got Costa, which has spilt the Uber, the Uber Eats guy dropped yeah. it. And so then, what have you ordered though? Sorry? What have you, like what are these? Are they they're both, it's, the same, it's the same one. But how much vanilla is in them? Uh, their usual dose. Who knows? It's, it's the UK. It might be less. It might be more. Who knows? It'll be it's not normal. I, I've had a vanilla latte from Starbucks before. It's not normal to have four vanilla syrup on the side of it. Yeah, that's, that's a UK thing. In, in America, they just give you the appropriate amount of vanilla and it's amazing. This is quite artificial. You're an eight-year-old. Oh, I'm not arguing with you. I am actually embarrassed that I'm here, like, promoting Starbucks. But we also have... Almond and oat milk as well, by the way. So just in case you wanted to emasculate me even further. Take the lid off, Clem, because I don't want to be sharing the same mouthpiece as you, pal. See, I was going to go the opposite way. If I could bet on anyone having any type of Ah, mouthpiece, I'd go for you. um, Points to Pret for doing the old uh, yeah. McDonald's yep. thing. Two points to Pret. Because Costa's fucked it. Yep. <laughs> Should we give this an open? Let's see how this Ooh, this is actually quite good. Oh, shit. Right. So this is still everywhere, Jim. Yeah, it's... Oh, oh no. 
But see, it looks like tea you've put so much. This has got a sort of licorice. It's yeah. Everywhere. This, is this is no bueno. No, Are you have you done the prep? Yep. No. Yeah. Where did you put your mouth here, Clem? Everywhere. Everywhere? Just for you. All yeah. right. Well, Rimmed it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a weird aniseedy taste. I, don't, I think it's the oat. It's so milky, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very milky. It's odd. It might um, be the oat milk. It's two. Maybe three it's a out, different three brand. Three out of ten. I'm gonna go five. The Starbucks with the four vanilla pumps was a solid zero. A, a generous <laughs> one and a half. That is horrid. Jesus. Uh, it's ribbons from Costa. All right. Do you order one coffee from Costa? No, we've got some more coming from Paul. Oh God. Do, Do you know what that is? No. Paul is very French. Sounds French. Paul. I bet it's terrible. Paolo. So, minus two points for... The presentation. The presentation's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> horrific. Now, it's gone everywhere. All right, let's give this a go. Not terrible. I think it's closer to the Starbucks. This feels like some kind of communion now. We're, like, passing around a latte. <laughs> Someone's just opened the door as well, and I'm... Guessing they thought, oh, what are these fucking three morons doing? Yeah, I'm, talk I'm talking about communions. There's some kind of cult happening in a basement in West London. Jeez, that is honestly horrendous. Now, where have you two pests? The Pret, I think, suckled from. Is just that should bad. be illegal. To the so. Pret was horrific. See, I'm more of a double espresso man myself, anyways, so I tend to be into the stronger stuff. That's what I said when I went to America. Yeah, but you've been Americanized, which... I mean, yeah, so it's Costa by a landslide, but there's still way too much yeah. sweetener You see, I would say Starbucks. You used to be cool. You used to drink, like, double espressos. Mate, I like, never used to be cool. Like a hard man, you know, like a backbone. To and be now... To be fair, I do still enjoy an espresso, but in the morning, um, I like to really just sit down, listen to the Horaki Big Show or the Matt and Jerry Show, and have a big old fat almond vanilla latte. You know, it's the little things in life when you're living in America, you know? I've lost so much respect for him Same. Like, in the last <laughs> six months or so. What's happened? Like, it's just horrific. Rory, do you want to have a go? It's a complete deconstruction. No, try the prep one. Rip the, put... rip the lid off it and try the prep one because it's absolutely... Yeah, taste beautiful. that one. It's got a lot less AIDS and herpes on it. So Paul should be arriving in three minutes. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to tasting, Paul. Rory, finding it <laughs> a bit of a struggle to uh, swallow. No, it's just... It's, no. All... It's, it's a hot milkshake. It's, it's just a hot milkshake. Um, it's terrible. Um, right, should we dive into the agenda? Sure, yeah, yeah, go on. Um, now, yeah. we're going to do a bit of a season recap episode this, yeah. this one round because it's our so, first time back in a, in a little while and our seasons have now pretty much finished. Yeah. And I say our... I mean, you're not yours, James, James... You How's your season been? Uh, it's about to start. Maybe we'll get to that later on. But yeah. um, you obviously haven't looked at the agenda, have you? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got a flight to catch to Bahrain. I, I do have to. Now what I'm going to do is try and segue it towards Novalak um, and his yep. season recap. So Matt, give yeah. us um, yeah, give us a skeleton and then pick some highlights. Oh, it was a pretty shitter of a season. That's the skeleton right, you're going with? That, yep. so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So can you hey, pull some highlights Claire, out of the shitter? I'll tell you what, mate. I was, I was sitting, I was sleeping in Iowa 
with Iowa, and um, I woke up to maybe the best news I've ever received. Um, I had about 15 text messages from different people, including friend of the show, Felipe Dragovic, and he was shouting, Clement Novak just won the feature race at Zambor. I know. Mate, I'm still buzzing to this day. Mate. I can still feel it. I can't. Where? It was um, a very blurry day, if I look back. Um, sort of one of those early mornings where you wake up in the morning um, feeling quite, you know, shit about the weather. The weather was looking poor. Hungover, um, I suppose, as well. No, no. I see. I tend to stick stick away from the drinking on the race weekends, usually. True professional. Um, and... Um, yeah, no, I woke up in the morning feeling a bit groggy. James there was uh, not far away and uh, full of full of uh, enthusiasm for the race. I mean, fr Frankie, one yeah. of fr friends of the Frankie show, me turns, turns around to James about 10 minutes before the race time and goes, I think Clem can go really well. What do you think? Nah, going to be a shitter. <laughs> I was just, I've been to so many now and I was just over the optimism because every time, you know what I'm like before the race, I try to be really positive and I was like, nah. Fuck this. And so, um, I think you're a great positive energy before the race. Joe. I usually am. I love it when you're at my Most races. of the time. Maybe well, I should start being more negative around you. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, Frankie came out so, to me and he so, goes, uh, Clem can do well today. I think he's actually, <coughs> he'll go all right. And I was just like, probably fucking won't. No. And um, then, you know, your classic F2 chaos ensured. I mean, like it was a bit of a... Um, Bit of a shit show the early laps with the, uh, the the moist and wet conditions with the bit of a drying track mm. on the slicks as well. Yeah. And then um, out came this sort of yellow flag and Clem dived for the pit lane, you see. And uh, as I was making my, my way down the pit lane, I thought, you know, pace has been looking good all day. Yeah. This, this, we could be in for a, maybe a top 10, you know, it'd be great. Mm. A couple of points there and it'd be good. Yeah. And, it was a sort um, of amalgamation of conditions coming together you know yeah the, exactly you, you love that track love the place the car performed better at that track suited that yeah. track better than most the track conditions suited us yeah the strategy was good and the pit stop didn't go wrong right. didn't go wrong so right. it was a perfect um quintet exactly of, uh, no i think situations. i think everything came together and uh, as i exited the pit lane i thought pit stop had been good Obviously, safety car come out halfway through the pit lane. That so is ideal. If you if you come in an F two because you can't box under safety under car under full safety, yeah. You get a safety car as soon as you've entered <coughs> the pits. You've struck gold. And yeah. Surely you would have as soon as you saw the SC lights, you would have been like, "Thank you." Oh no, I definitely thought I'd make up a couple of positions for sure. Yeah. You know, and I came out the pit lane. There was obviously some lap traffic, uh, some cars who had boxed early who were on the on the wets to begin the race. So it was kind of chaotic. Didn't know where I was. And then um, no radio messages, nothing. So I'm just making my way around trying to find the safety car. And Typical F2, huh? Yeah. Get, get behind the safety car. And there's I a like how you cars. say it to me like I've driven an F2 as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just agreed blindly. Well, you, you know, like in an <laughs> car, you have a spotter, you have everyone talking to you. Yeah, like yeah it's basically you've got a podcast running the entire race. Oh, it's yeah. like chaos, but yeah, go on. Yeah, and so basically um, I make my way to the safety car. There's a couple of cars in front of me. And, uh, and then you, you get the classic message, um, safety, uh, lapped cars may pass the safety car. So at that point, I prepared myself to extend myself outwards and overtake the safety car until the, uh, the team told me I didn't need to. And all of a sudden, I found myself right behind the safety car. And I went, oh, shit, I'm actually leading the fucking race. And there you go. And then it was just a bit of a... Well, burn. it wasn't over from there. I mean, you did a, 
a fine job holding off the field and storming ahead with the lead. Fastest lap as well, I do believe. Could be wrong, but no, yeah. no, you, you're oh, here's correct. Paul. Here's Paul. Before we go back to your story, mate. Yep. Um, a couple of more lattes to try. Paul has arrived. Um, let's see if these ones have gone everywhere. No, they haven't actually. Oh, there you go, props on the presentation. There you go. I'll give it a first, first swig. Um, so was, um, because they didn't have almond. <laughs> and, and why the almond milk? It's when you say things like that is when like a part of me hopes you never win an Indy 500. <laughs> well, I already asked them if I could have uh, an alternative. I don't think you should do that. I think that's bad juju, you know? Like that's... No, no, you'll laugh, but... Um... Because it's sponsored by, like, the Dairy Association or something. Yeah, so and, you um, wanting oat or almond milk is kind of a slap in the face to the Dairy Association. Holy moly. What? what is that? It's not a coffee. It, if it's as sweet as it looks. No, it's not actually. Okay. Surprisingly bland. I've tasted balsamic vinegar with more sweetness. Okay. Yeah, this is pretty... It's sort of like an espresso with lots and lots of milk. It's like one of those shitty hot chocolates you have on school camp. Oh no, that's a yeah, that's terrible. It's a, it's a Milo, isn't it? It does taste like a, a, Milo, a Milo, but no. when they don't use milk in the Milo and they use water with <laughs> yeah, it. Who uses hot water with Milo? It's like only Kiwis know what we're talking about. Yeah, no. I Do you want to have a swig, play. Rory? Mate, what is that? Yeah, this tastes like poverty. Oh god. I'd rather drink several shots of tequila than drink that. Oh, that can I, be arranged. I have. <laughs> I have. Not before, though. All right, so the coffee's terrible. Um, Zanvort was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, go. I, I want to get a little bit into the nitty-gritty here. So, you've come... You've, you've, you've found yourself right behind the safety car. Obviously, it's one of the best feelings in motorsport when, you're, when you've just... Why am I still drinking You've this? struck gold strategically and you are leading the race. At this point, you are probably thinking... Well, it's mine to lose, isn't it? I just can't. I'm, I'm at Zanvort. You can only overtake if something really bad goes wrong, like happens. What were you thinking, mate? When you're behind that safety car, coming to the safety car restart, who was behind you as well? To be honest, mate, you'd be surprised, but not much thinking goes on in this head. I'm not surprised. It I'm was, surprised um, it was uh, sort of one of those moments where I just sort of, things came to me and I just sort of took them and... And then just thought to myself, just got to drive some laps. Drive some laps? Just cut some yeah. laps. Cut some laps. Cut some shapes around the corners and make sure I don't go off. And um, yeah, no, I had a bit of a pressure, bit of pressure on the uh, safety car restart from the car behind me, Zane Maloney. Okay. Oh, yeah, because he looked really fiery he when was we got He was really back quick. He just drove straight around the outside of Jackie Moon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was really quick straight out the blocks. And then uh, sort of the pace leveled off and I managed to put in a sort of um, Max Verstappen-esque performance, I would mm. say. Well, this this comes from karting, I think, because when you when you're leading a race, yeah, I feel like I'm the same. Like when I'm leading, there's no way I'm gonna lose because you just make sure that you don't fuck up. Are we allowed to swear on? We are. Yeah, we are allowed to. Swear. How PG have you become? I know. You've got 19 shots of vanilla syrup in your latte. <laughs> You're wearing a Hannah Montana t-shirt, which is kind of funny. You're wondering if you can curse on your own podcast. <laughs> It's been so you long. You own this company and you're asking if you can no, curse on the podcast. I mean, it's it's bizarre that I'm not having to, you know, put the ridge line and number 11 and Honda in front uh, yeah, of my own name right now. So I'm just I'm getting it's used PR to it. It's PR Marcus. PR Marcus. Oh my goodness. He's, he's done a full George Russell. Um, 
Where was I? Uh, yeah, when you're leading, you're not going to F up because you've done fuck ups. Because, you're <laughs> 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 because in casting, it was like, you just, you're like a robot, aren't you? You learn that from karting. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's been a couple of races where pace hasn't been there. And so when I was leading in the last couple of laps, you know, I said to myself, this one's mine. Yeah, yeah. this one's mine. And then actually, funnily enough, on the, um, not on the in lap, on the last lap, as I came around the last corner, I thought, how steamed am I going to get tonight? <laughs> and uh, well, chaos and sure. Did you get steamed? Oh, yeah, we got now I, I heard a rumor, uh, Clem, it's that's probably true. circulating around the paddock, <laughs> that you drank two bottles of champagne from the moment you got off the podium to the moment you returned back to the awning. Well, this is true. Technically, no, it was no, only in one bottle. Yeah. No, no, there's, no there's no better man to, to, to describe this situation than, than Rory right here. I mean, he was filming the whole thing. Half of it was unusable content. Do you want to jump on the mic, Rory? You, you, you may want to describe my, my yeah, the, the, the sort of 15 minutes that ensured after the podium. I mean... Insure, ensued. Ensued, sorry. <laughs> ensured, let me worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, plug it. I think you meant to be the... <laughs> one, 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 one. Um, Ooh, I think that's extremely loud. Is... There we go. Too much up. Classic technical dramas. Um, what, what was the evolution of Novolak like? post sprint race because i didn't get to see, i saw you immediately after but then i didn't see you for well, an hour and a half to be honest i'll, I'll, I'll give you an honest assess, personal assessment of the situation um i degged more than my tires did in that race physically no Mentally. on the booze emotionally oh, certainly emotionally yeah yeah on the emotionally yeah, yeah. Emotionally, it was a huge sexually. I mean, well it was probably lots of things contributing to it we had uh yeah fair amount of booze as we walked around the paddock you you as well rory no uh, i don't know don't I lie to a, me man. i probably I had a sip no comment. oh no he had a sip yeah, yeah. doesn't wish um, to be quoted on that <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't working yeah i was um lots of waffles and uh yeah it was just a nice uh, emotional oh shit i did the stroop waffle yeah, oh, we... I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I actually made a stroop waffle, didn't I? Yeah. I completely forgot about this. Part? We'll see if we can die a bit. Oh, I don't want yeah. too much. I'm an athlete. Fuck, I was well, steamed at that point. I bet you. No, it was grouse. Honestly, imagine grouse. being completely really dehydrated and the first thing you decide to do is literally drink a litre and a half of champagne. I couldn't think of anything worse. Well, you, well what was worse? On your first F2 podium, um, in COVID times, you basically waterboarded yourself with champagne um, <laughs> at the end of the feature race. What was that like? Wait, where, was this uh, in Austria? Austria, where you decided it would be funny to keep oh, your mask on and then just pour right. the champagne over it, not knowing that that's actually a form of torture that's been banned by the United Nations. <laughs> I don't actually, I, you know what? I do remember that, but no, because no, the, the mask was like almost waterproof. So you like, you went, you go to do it and then no, oh, no liquid comes just, through. Yeah. So it was quite... Um, Be real careful with your hand gestures over <laughs> while you're describing this. I was just thinking that, like, <laughs> no Photoshop. Uh, right, so Stroop Waffle, that's out of the memory bank. Yeah. Um, what happened after the Stroop Waffle? I mean, we, no point asking you. Yeah, Yeah. then we, when we headed back to the um, F2 paddock um, and a bit of a crowd built up. There, there was a good fans always outside the... Uh, 
Zanvort F2 gates there. So yeah. said hello to some of them. Um, came back in and then straight into Trident's tent for uh, some more a drinks. lot of <laughs> a lot more drinks and the cuddles. Grouse. What was the fan situation like in Zanvort? Was as crazy as last year? Oh yeah. No, it was so cool. Yeah, it's, it's like awesome. literally because you, you've got that little gate just outside the paddock. So whenever you're exiting to go either to um, the F1 paddock or out of your own paddock, there's like loads of fans there. That, yeah, it's always good yeah. when the F2 paddock's as close as possible to the F1 paddock because then like Silverstone, for example, there was like no F2 fans because it was literally as far it, away as you could possibly get. Takes half an hour to paddock. walk. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. It was crazy. And then I don't know. We went to some. Big old party. Did you go to the red yeah. light district? No. No comment. No, no. Got to distance myself from that last comment. Yeah, don't wish to be quoted on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so, and then F2 is, is F2. Do you want, should we dive into some IndyCar? Yeah, analysis? dive into some IndyCar. Sure thing, my favorite subject. Let's Head to toe, uh, St. Pete. St. Pete. Um, well, it was quite a while ago. Should we start from Laguna Seca, considering it was the last one? Yeah, that's, no, you, uh, that's how most recaps work. Yeah, you go from the end of something back to the beginning. Yeah. So, uh, Laguna Seca. Yeah, that's fine. We'll you it. boys were commentating. <coughs> yeah, actually, oh, my Seca. goodness. I did not care to be on film for that. Yeah, that was horrific. Far out, man. What a chaotic race. You obviously saw it, Clem. Mate, it was two hours. And but the problem with IndyCar the problem. is there's, there's so many different strategies mm. that it's hard to get a grasp on who's actually leading the race. Because there's like four or five pit stops. And so we really didn't know what the fuck was going on until the last five laps. Mm. No, well, no one did. Yeah. Because another yellow could have come out at any time. Yeah. Well, I was, um, I'd landed in a perfect position. I'd didn't, done the massive undercuts and no one covered me. And I was on, on my own on softs. And I was like maybe one, one and a half seconds quicker than everyone at the time. So undercut everyone went from, because I went off on the first corner. Mm. And came back That's from right. like P24 or something to second on pace. Just undercut everyone. And no one covered me until there was like a safety car, I think. Mm. And so I just driven, we'd just driven ourselves into the race, basically. And then um, after that, there was like, I don't know, maybe five or six safety cars. I'd say at least six more. At least yeah. six more. And suddenly it wasn't a race of you know, beating the guy in front of you. It was trying to save Stay as much in. fuel as possible so you could just do a pit stop less than everyone. So, Which is weird because usually when that happens, it becomes a really boring race, though. Well, yes, but this one... Yes, but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why it wasn't, I think. Because there is a rule, I don't know, in IndyCar that seems completely different to any sort of other racing that I've seen anywhere else in the world. Oh my god. In a safety car restart, you're actually allowed to overtake before yeah. the start finish yeah. line. Um, what? Yeah. What's the then where is before the start during the safety car? Crack on. Like what where do we draw the line here? It's ridiculous. No, I mean it, it especially Laguna Seca having the last corner as yeah. tight as it is. And also um Long Beach as well, like it's super it's tight. It's so tight. But it's not even a pros and cons situation. It's just a fuck up. Yeah. Like there's no what's oh, the it's benefit to it? for commentary. I mean the numbers we pulled that day. Unbelievable. The thing with IndyCar as well is when, when those firestones get cold, you are on ice. So yeah. you go into the last corner and you just pray that no one hits you. You're really Italian. But you also, you also need to send it. Else. 
because the cars are so like like hard and robust that you can literally bang side pods so if you for example the last corner of laguna seca you may as well send it like because you, you're gonna get away with it you're not gonna have any damage and if you are on the outside this sounds like the most optimistic description well if you're on the outside because when you're like offline that you have zero grip so you may as well just send it be on the inside and the guy on the outside which in one case was Lungard. Yeah. I just, just hoped that I would make the corner and went. Potted him off. You know, I make the corner in the end, even though it was a bit of a shitty move to do. He's the guy that gets So it's it's sort of like, it's, it's kind of cool in a way because... It's cool if you're the one yeah, doing the fucking... Yeah, the shoes on that foot, isn't well, it? Yeah. I, then I got done it towards the end of the race when... Yeah. Um, so I was Peter behind Scott. Scott. And uh, man. this was sort of the makings of one of my childhood dreams, you know, like chasing this bloke down for a race win would have been so special. Hmm. Um, and it was all set. And uh, on the same, you look so jealous. I'm not that jealous because I know how it panned out. So <laughs> well, he, was, he was chasing me for the whole stint before that. And uh, the biggest fuel saving stint ever. It was not fun at all. Like you're lifting halfway down the straight and just. No. Um, but he done me in the pit stop and then safety car restart. I'm on new softs. He's on hards and I launch. I get alongside him and I'm like, holy shit, I've got so much grip. And so I see Benjamin Peterson on old hards and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going for it. The classic stupid MA move. Yeah. Launched it around the outside of him and a couple of others. And then Scott, Scott being Scott, put it down the inside and just nudged everyone into me and looped me around. I feel like we've said on this podcast before, if you go around the outside, you deserve to be put off. Oh, mate, I completely agree. Yeah. Oh, it was actually, going back, it was actually one year ago in Zanville where we discussed this yeah. topic. And yet, with a rookie championship on the line, in the last phase of the last race of the, the season... The reason I did it, James... This is when he decides to send it to the outside. The reason I did it was because I had so much grip with new softs that I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I, I couldn't have driven to the pace of those guys on old hards. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going for it. Yeah. And uh, Scott then said to me afterwards... Um, you know, oh, I'm sorry, mate. Yeah, he's like, oh, that was, that was so unlucky, man. So unlucky. He and knew full well. Yeah. Then <laughs> I saw his onboard and that fucker just sent everyone. <laughs> he was, he instrumented that whole crash perfectly. I know he's watching. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, but I don't blame him for it because. That's 20 years experience Because I mean, you, you just confessed to firing off Lungard. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works. So it's delayed that podcast. You, like, you are in months. control of your own destiny in IndyCar because when you're on the outside, it's like casting, man. You are going to get potted off into the grass. As I've said many times before, Marcus, as my old mentor, Glenn Gower, used to say, yes. if someone comes around your outside, he's in the fucking wall. <laughs> right, so in the season recap, we've covered off two races in about 35 minutes. So should we move on to... Does anyone else have any highlights? Should we go further back into the IndyCar season? Um, well, what was your favourite moment of the IndyCar season, James? And then we can talk about that. Uh, my favourite moment... Oh, well, it's a tough one. It was very bittersweet. Indianapolis road course, second time around. You got dedouched off the road in the beginning and then just you were just pandering around at the back for mm. 72 laps. Mm. Um, but Dixon won. 
Yep. And I was there for it. And I got to see Scott Dixon win in the flesh. Um, it was great. I was in the Pagoda. I could see him come up the car lift thing. It was great. That was a classic Scott race. Because he was... Oh, vintage. He was last. He was involved. Like, yeah, he was... He, uh, after lap one. He spun around on lap one. Yeah. And then he's just done, um, done what Scott does. Does the massive fuel-saving race at good pace and comes out leading once i think it did one pit stop less than everyone mm. good on him yeah i can die happily this year having seen scott dixon win at indianapolis live and clement novelak win in zandvoort live a feature race um is this is that the happiest you've ever been to watch someone win a race which one the zandvoort one uh yeah probably probably so if um if i won the indy 500 next year you'd probably take it to be fair yeah yeah well, I don't want to tempt fate, you know. The Indy 500 <laughs> well, the is not thing that is, we'll both, to win. We'll no, both be no. there. And how long is the race, generally speaking? In IndyCar? Yeah. No, no, the Indy 500. Probably. Three and a half hours. Would it be? There are thereabouts. Well, Jeez. I know full well, after three and, hour, three and a half hours of racing, ticking into that third hour, we'll be steamed. Yeah, we'll probably steam be commentating. Train. And we'll be commentating. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's right. Jeez, we've got to prepare a lot of content for three and a half hours. Yeah, but you've only got a handful of races to do next year. Well. So, we'll be more available. So, um, Jim Bob. Yep. Now, your uh, season highlights. <coughs> Tell me about... I know we've got some exciting news coming up. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to disclose that? Uh, yeah. Right then. Clem. So, we, uh, we recently received a... Um, WhatsApp message from Jimbo here, and he said, "Oh, hang on, no, I'm, I'm thinking we're not talking about the same thing. Oh, I'm talking about the Park Ferme T-shirts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll save the other. We're not shut that down when I did. We're not doing the Alpha thing. Oh, can that we tease thing. It? Yeah, oh, we can do that too. That, oh, that can come out potentially. Yeah. What the fuck were you talking about then? I've got no idea. Right. Okay. Well, there's the uh, the IndyCar thing that I sent you about yeah, on WhatsApp, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's the uh, the Alpha Romeo thing." Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about the Alfa Romeo thing then. Okay. Yeah. So, Jimbo, I hear that uh, your racing career is restarting. Yeah. Well, it was inevitable, really. Was it? Yeah. Well, um, the, 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 the thing that I'd like to stress here is that James received this message. He didn't, he didn't reach out. His fame has reached so high <laughs> that he is now receiving messages asking him to race. And for, for free as well. For free. Wow. Yep. That's just it's, it's impressive, mate. Factory Alfa yep. Romeo driver. Yeah. Um, do you have um do you have high expectations for the race or what's what's the deal? Explain, well, explain it to explain, us. Explain the race to us. I don't know. I can't speak too much. I honestly can't speak too much about it at the moment. Look at this case. Um, like in one Instagram message, you know, he's turned into a proper... You know what it's like, mate, with Ganassi and how long these things take. You know, you, the announcements, you know, you sign, the, you sign the contract and you announce it a few weeks later. Yeah. So you know the drill, right? We have confused um, everyone because they think that you're signing for Alfa Romeo and F1. So, Which would be great news. It's not that far <laughs> removed, to be honest. No, no. So, uh, Put it no, vaguely then. Alfa Romeo UK championship has reached out to me and said would you like to come and race one of our rounds um and so i've happily said oh, yeah go on i'll do it um doing a test day in a week or so a couple of weeks there in donnington um, so the career is officially reignited um and here we go what next stop i Lamont? feel i feel it's like slightly afraid for everyone that's competing against you see i feel afraid for me and you right because if james actually comes out and wins his first race back 
It will. The ego's I mean, going through the roof. Oh, yeah. No, the ego's going through the roof. James officially becomes a professional racing driver <laughs> at car level. And, well, obviously, Big we, we thought this would be a great content opportunity. So me and, uh, me and you, Marcus, we've been recruited as recruits yeah. for, his, uh, for, for his one race. Coach, I believe you are his... You're my performance trainer. Yeah. Um, and you're my driver coach. I thought I was your race engineer and he was your strategist. Oh, well, we can do that on the we're race still, we're still itself. We're still staffing it up. Luke yeah. Hartog from the Porsche Super Cup Championship, he's offered to come over and um, offer his some input from driving as well. Right. Uh, Blancfus might be involved. Um, right. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people who want to be a part of this team. Yeah. So what we need to make sure we do now is just be selective and make sure we're putting our best foot forward. There is going to be too, you know, too many chefs at such a thing. So we've got to be careful about, you know, controlling the situation the environment and the staff and that's how you build good teams ask chip you know we spoke about this him and i last week and uh, he said no the worst thing you can do is overstaff there you go and and are you uh you're planning to win on the first weekend or not if you're not planning to win what the fuck are you doing there mate i'm not there to fuck spiders i'll put it that way that's a good qu i always say that before i start a quality lap I'm not here to fuck spiders am i it's the best you don't say i'm not here to f spiders because you're in the ridgeline honda number 11 um, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid for you because I saw you drive my, what is, what was it? No, get fucked. GLC. I did a good job and you were just a, a bitch. I was <laughs> petrified. I'm sure Rory can get a photo of my face up on the screen right now. Yeah. But I was petrified when you were driving around, where was it? Goodwood. Goodwood. Yeah. Um, where you point, <coughs> you even pointed out where Bruce McLaren lost his life. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's, I offer more than just speed, and that's why I'm getting offers for free drives and things. I give a guided tour of every circuit. You know, if um, you taking a passenger on board with put, you, mate, we should that is a huge phone. liability. Yeah, I'll, I'll need some third party. We could get him to commentate the race whilst he's racing. Oh, that would be unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I'll be mic'd up for sure. That's happening. Definitely. The, the thing is, I when I saw him drive at Goodwood. He has no spare capacity to think about anything other than the apex that he's looking for. You know? You what know? would you rather I be thinking about? My favorite flavor of Skittles? Like, well, to be, you'll know, Clem, when you're driving, you, 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 know, you can think about other things and uh, still pedal. Yeah, no, there comes a point in a race where if nothing much is happening, you, 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 your, your brain mind wanders a little wanders, bit. And you'd be surprised at the things that you right, can do think you of. Right, do you two... Just want to come to do some insurance for a day, and I can point out all the shit that you do wrong. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, happily so. I couldn't think of anything worse. But no, yeah. but two professional <laughs> racing drivers criticizing an insurance broker for not being a good enough racing the, driver. The, the reason I, I say this because when I was watching him drive at Goodwood, his facial expressions like he'll he'll hit the brake and then he'll be like, <clears throat> and then he'll go normal when he gets out of the corner because True. he's so focused on the corner. That's dedication. It's not. It's, it's do you know what that is? That's passion. That's passion. <laughs> that is passion. Mm. Well, I think it's like really dangerous. Okay, we'll don't ride on board. <laughs> anyway, like, we'll see how we get on. It's going to be good. No, fun. it'll be great. I mean, we've got so much stuff coming next year. I mentioned being so that every engineer. episode. Yeah, uh, we've got, we've got so, so much stuff much coming, stuff and then we go coming. to ground for three months. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all seriousness, we are going to have a few more. And this time, we've this got time some stuff is, lined up. This time is different. Um, and I thought you were going to start talking about it earlier. We'd, we've got some t-shirts coming out. Yes. Uh, that we're doing with Park Ferme. So we've collaborated with them. And that's going to be good fun. Yeah. Um, There's going to be some pink I, I wonder, when, when's this episode being released? I have no idea. Okay. Soon. I guess I've also got some good news. I don't know when it's going to be released, uh, this episode. But I'm doing Macau. Oh, that is actually quite big news. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. 
Oh, we'll come back to the t-shirts. We got the insurance done. It seems that way. Okay, good. Um, but I'm doing Macau, mate, with MP. Good on you. <laughs> You're coming as well, Rory. Rory's going to be there. Yeah. Oh, crap. Tectum's going to be there. It's going to be 2017 all over again. We need to buy the rights, and then we can just compensate. I mean, you're more than welcome to come. I know you don't want to do any more traveling this year, Jim, but... Yeah, it's, it's, it's less of a sort of uh, time thing and more of a money thing. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I can't afford to go to Macau. I've actually made the decision that if I, if I do well and I get some prize money for the event, which can be up to 30 grand, I'm going to go straight to the casino. I'm going to put everything it, on red. All on red. Always. You walk in, everything it's, on red. Yeah. It, 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 that, that, that would literally determine your night. Yeah, it's exactly what you want to hear your business partner say. Yeah. But that's how he treats money. Everything Perfect. on red. It's great. It makes me feel really confident and comfortable that we're doing the right thing. But here. you think I'm joking, mate. Like, no, is... that's the thing. I'm convinced <laughs> that you're not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as my dad said to me yesterday, Macau's a lot like the lottery. And uh, if, yeah. you, if you end up winning Macau, you may as well go to the casino and put all your money on red. Because you're most likely going to win. I mean, there's a 50% chance. You know, the fact that you're agreeing with me, Clem, is making me think twice about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, it should be the other way around. The fact that I'm agreeing should make you think it's the right thing and to do. And we've me. actually dis we've discovered on this podcast over the last year or so that you are a degenerate gambler and a terrible gambler as well. Me? Like, when was the last time you won a bet? Oh, it's been a while, eh? Uh, we were talking about it with JN the other night. Um, I haven't won a bet with him since probably 2018. Yeah. And I, I at one point, I owed him two and a half grand. I need to start making bets with you because I feel like that's what's You'd funded. You make a lot of money. No, because Maybe that's what's funded JN's career. We make bets on emotion. Sets. So it would be like 100, 100 pounds, I'm going to beat you in this tennis game or are you not convinced that Jayhan <laughs> might be emotionally manipulating you because potentially he, i know you struggle to spot that <laughs> um like he's just extracting money from you because he knows you're emotionally weak but uh, man, i'll just... be i'll be like five sets up and this fucker comes back five to sets. wins yes yeah. five games five game five yeah. five yeah five games this is five up he's a i'm <laughs> hiring Jayhan. he's a, a genius he's yeah. giving you a false <laughs> sense of security we can he's, just he's probably out. going double or nothing when you go five sets he up, might be on a plane and then to, bang he might be on a plane to mumbai right now but yeah on I, your dime no <laughs> i took him to uh marbella because i owed him so much money i didn't want to give it to him you know what's he going to do with that cash you never know so i was like he declined my call what a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> um, Big Formula E driver now. So. <laughs> he said he can't answer. All okay. Uh, no, not okay. <laughs> not okay. You've bankrupted me. <laughs> um, I've completely lost my train of thought now. Mm. You were talking about the fact You're that... You're a bad gambler. Yeah. Send him a voice note. And if you win hey, Macau... We're on, a, we're on a podcast right now. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on how much money I've lost from you in the past couple of years on Terrible Bets. Give me a call back. He won't. Right. T-shirts. Yep, we're doing some T-shirts. So, uh, I guess, will they be released by the time we release this podcast? Who knows? Oh, no, they'll be released after, I reckon, so it could be a good promo. But will, the, great will the design be released at least? Mm, sure. So, um, I'd say the design would be released. Why don't we release it at, when, on we, the moment when we the release this podcast? Out. That's a fantastic that. idea, mate. Yeah. That is business minded. He's always using his head, this guy. Yeah. Big business. Smart geezer. What did Jayhan say? He said, probably a grand or two laughing emoji. No way. It's way it's more. It's way more it's than way that. more than two grand. <laughs> That's probably what he still owes him. Um, yeah. Any other... I'm trying to pluck 
can we do some kind of season recap? How did it beginning, middle, and end? Oh, well, uh, beginning P12, uh, middle P12, and and P12 yeah. is best results. And then yeah. sort of worst results, P18. Yeah, DNF. And DNF and then DNF. Yeah. You were usually like 8th, 11th, 13th, 13th or DNF. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was your entire season. No, I didn't DNF once actually. Um, oh, no, they did actually make a bit of a thing about that. No, I, I uh, there was a couple of races this year that like I should DNF. have gone a lot better. Portland was one when mm. we had the pit stop issue. Oh, yeah. Um, Detroit, man, we were so fast. I think all the street circuits, we were flying this year. But it's mm. it's such a like traffic jam. that you, And also, it's so aggressively, it's very difficult to get by people without them just doing you straight back. So it's like you can never actually make progress properly unless you do an undercut and make make you're getting bored aren't you oh, massively. i'm just quite interested really? um mm. i would say talking about tires detroit was one of the races that we actually had the pace to win i think the ganassi car was flying the number 11 originally and i felt so confident i'd you know you know in quality clem i nipped the wall on the apex of the last chicane every single lap in q1 don't know what the last just, chicane looks like well it's like a high speed chicane mm-hmm. um just nipped it every lap and Good on, yeah. that's the you know when you're in that zone yeah it was just like the car was amazing yeah i felt why are you taking the piss out of me i'm not i'm you are listening. being a dick i'm as, as the, <laughs> the impartial third party you are being a car i'm listening <laughs> uh you probably don't know what it feels like to be in the zone uh... <laughs> or in a quick car <laughs> Or in a quick car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've definitely forgot those two, yeah. Been a long time. Uh, and then, obviously, Laguna Seca. So, street, so to summarize the season, street courses, a lot of potential there, just need to execute, need to do unlock something on the road courses. Yeah, well, like, Palu, this guy has been dominant all season long. Mm. And I actually, I'd love to have him on, but the bloke's just just about to have a kid, so he's not going to... Yeah, so it's probably either kids or lawyers these days for him. <laughs> just going to distance myself from that last comment. Yeah, I don't wish to be quoted on that. Um, this guy is phenomenal in this car. Like, I there has been quality laps this year that the guy hasn't has not had one snap, has not overslipped the tyre once. It looks like he's driving an F1 car. When that's that's tough when you're in an indie car because the thing is like it's like riding a bull because it, the steering is just constantly kicking back and it's always moving. Um, but this guy has has got an incredible understanding of the car. So, I mean, going forwards, I'm obviously staying in Ganassi for a couple of years now. So, having this guy as a as a reference to learn from and to try and beat, it's pretty damn good. Not to mention Scott. Are you okay, Clem? Yeah, sorry. He's no, just wandering off there. <laughs> it's a multi-year contract. Yeah. Multi-year. Um, multi-year. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like we touched on earlier, my stuff with Alpha, there's not, I can't say everything. Yeah, but, you know. exactly. Yeah, so we're going to be staying there for a couple of years now. So, I mean, IndyCar, mate, it's the place to be. It's the best kept secret in motorsport, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's not really. A lot of people are trying to go now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think exactly. it's that much of a secret anymore. Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, it's like Austin, you know. Yeah. For a while, and now it's everyone's moving to Austin. Exactly. Yeah. I, feel I mean, like... even Callum Arnold can't secure a drive oh, for that late in the season. That was That's drama. Wild. Late drama. A friend of the show, Callum Arnold, 
this geezer losing his seat. He is, <coughs> I mean, we've said it before, but this guy is one of the fastest guys in IndyCar. Mm. Like, mm. on one lap, I don't know if many people are quicker than him. Yeah. Because he's, he's got that element, he's got shitloads of talent, but he's also got the element of, you know what? Being I don't able care to turn it on. You know? Yeah. He just, he's a bit like Colton Hersey, you know? turns it on and goes. It's Dang. also like vintage Callum Eilat to just be stitched up at the last minute, isn't it? Like, if you think about it, his potential F1 options off the back of Formula 2, you know, like, what was it, P1, P3, and P4 in the championship graduated that year? And Callum was London. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, hopefully he comes on the show again soon so he can explain it for himself, but... Yeah, man. There's obviously a lot of speculation that you could throw around, but we'll be careful about. There's a lot of speculation, this, this but let's just say that guy deserves a seat, full stop. Yeah, because he is so damn fast. But no matter what he's doing, are you allowed to disclose what you're doing next year yet? No. Sorry. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do actually. Speaking of next year, you probably need to get going to the airport. Yeah, I do. Um, pretty I do. soon, we can close up the episode. Ten forty-five on the dot. Krause. Yeah, it's a good thing you've got a manager. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's um, been a pleasure, lads. All right, well, we're going to come back again next week, aren't we? We are going to be back next week. We're probably going to have a guest. Oh, we'll have Maybe. loads we will. We'll have a couple of guests. We're streaming week. this evening. Uh, are we? Formula One. Obviously, this is going to be coming out way after that. Hold happened, up, but, but today's Friday. We're doing a stream on Saturday, aren't we? We can discuss that in post. Um, right. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you, hopefully, in seven or 14 days' time. Krause. Yes. Hopefully not in three months. One thing, James, uh, before we start. <coughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. One thing, Jim. Um, how long was it in your relationship that you started to fast in front of Ali? Four and a half weeks. <laughs> I reckon. What about you? Is this something you want to get off your chest? It seems like a loaded question. What about you and your... I'm just saying that because I've just had a cup of coffee. Okay. And you're considering going upstairs and farting on Lissy. (laughs) Is this what's happening here? How long did it take you to... In my previous relationship? um, Yeah, maybe five five months. Months? Yeah. Slow slow mover. Yeah, no, you know, I I was a considerate fella. Yeah. What about you? I've got self-respect. I, no, I'm, you don't. I'm, but continue. I'm yet. I am yet to fart on, on my girlfriend. Well, then I'd argue that you don't have self-respect. Why? Because that's you. Be, it's expressing yourself. Rory, what, what's your like? How how long did it take you to start farting in front in of front of your wife? Why? <laughs> he shan't divulge. <laughs> Addictive habit. Because, um, because yeah. Is it, it becoming happened. a? Is this becoming a point of contention in your relationship? You know. I wouldn't say contention. You got grumbly guts every time you're around her because you just can't let one loose. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I have no shame at all. Um, would, would you, would if you had, if you needed to fart before you got in the race car, would you oh, fart or not? Oh, mate. Like a steam train. So when it's time to perform, yeah, and you know what I mean, just let one rip and perform. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm just wondering, <coughs> you know, what is the, what is the natural progression of this? 
there's not really much to it. It's, it's a band-aid rip situation. What about you just the... like maintain eye contact throughout the entire time. <laughs> that's my that's my advice. What about the girlfriend farting in front of you? What's the deal with that? Well, that's a, a sexist. If you have an issue with that. Well, no. Have you? I mean, how often does Ellie fart? I'm not going to disclose that on camera ah. because she's not here to defend herself. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I mean, you can give her a call if you like. Uh, I, I won't because she's not in the best mood at the moment. <laughs> I wonder why if you keep farting on her, man. <laughs> All right, sweet. We'll see you next week. <laughs>